Hello, hello, beautiful people, mi gente bella. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Santana Says, where we talk about everything from roadblocks to relationships and everything in between and the overall journey of life. I am here today with a special guest. I'm like super, super pumped, y'all, because... We all have our village and we all have our people that make up, you know, all our support systems and all of those wonderful things. This person is super, super special to me, but also special to this project. And so Santana says would not be possible if it wasn't for the motivation and the support and encouragement from this wonderful woman right here, Piera Heard. That's like a tear. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> um, and I support her so much. I'm even wearing a brand today, y'all. So for those who can see it, I am wearing the Millennial and Mommying shirt. Uh, which will be available at future events and all of those wonderful things. But also for those who are listening, it is also a great platform, which Pierre is going to tell us about today. But we really want to just get into like, who are you? You know, so I know I know you. I love you. But I would love for the good people to know more about you. Who are you? Your journey. All those wonderful things. So uh, yes. It's a whole, whole lot. whole, whole lot. But the reason I'm on the show is um, I am the CEO and founder of Millennial Mommying, which is a social platform that encourages and motivates moms to do whatever it is that they put their mind to um, once they become a mother. So we all have gone and faced that stereotype that once you become a mom, you have to give up your career. You have to give up um, whatever dreams you may have. You have to give up your goals or whatever aspirations you may have been chasing because it's now time to focus on that little person and raise a little person. And so with me being a career driven person, I just didn't believe that. Um, and so I had a very tough journey and a tough experience when I was pregnant and as well as with postpartum, um, because I was struggling with the momentum of should I give everything up? Do I have to give up my career? And that didn't sit well with me as a person. And so I started to go back after those goals, started to continue education. And then I was like feeling myself like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, why not motivate people to do the same thing? Like you don't have to give up your educational journey or your business or whatever goal it is. Like just keep doing it. Um, and so, yeah, we started in 2020, October 27th. We're about to be too soon. Hey. Um, and so it took off a lot faster than what I thought. So right now we have a little bit over 5,000 women in our Facebook community, um, Instagram, has taken off so we have a, almost 2,000 women on there and so we've done these in-person events and it's just it really has taken off so I'm glad that it marinates with people I'm glad that we're able to to have a team and we still motivate absolutely love to hear it and so as y'all as you all heard it's definitely a great community that I encourage anyone to tap in you know to be a part of because mo doing motherhood is already a process so you absolutely don't need to do it alone and so what I love about the group myself is that it encourages that and so it's really just you know acknowledging all of those struggles that you might have but also celebrating the victories right so the things that we're able to do because really any day of being a mom like that you are able to from day, sun up to sundown to get oh, it done man. exactly that's an accomplishment you should already tap you know pat yourself on the back but when you can also celebrate all the other things that you're able to do you know graduations I know that I've seen in the group there's been people that you know got married had new additions to the family have been able to start their own businesses and do all these things while also being moms is pretty incredible and so I just you know I love that you do you know are able to provide that but I am curious like so what is it like being a mom in general so like for you what has that been like it's hard <laughs> it is hard and I guess one of the things that I say all the time to my mom is that I mean to my moms are that it's it's hard but 
we also have to remember who we are as women. So that's what complicates it even more. Already when you're in the journey of motherhood, there's no rule books, there's no guidance. And with social media and all these other things, you can very much easily get on that comparison train. And you're looking at, oh, wow, this mom is able to do all of this. And where am I slacking? Or her kids know all of this information. So it becomes really hard. And so I guess for me uh, personally, it, it gets really hard and it gets complicated when you have people look at you as a motivator or as a role model. And so for me, it's like it's an added pressure on top of everything that I'm already trying to do. Right. Um, and so it was so unexpected because, like I said, I don't look at myself as that. I don't look at myself as an influencer. This was just an idea. It was a hobby. And then it took off a lot further and a lot faster than what I thought it could be. Um, and so I would say just a motherhood and, and just the journey is hard altogether. But um, I'm nothing without my village. And so I'm grateful to have a village that supports, that pushes, um, that reminds me constantly, you know, like you can do this um, or you're pushing us and you're motivating us to do this. So that's what keeps me going uh, for sure. But mother, motherhood is hard. It's no rule book. Right. No guidance. Amen. Amen. You figure it out day by day. And right. I think we forget that. We forget that everybody's on a different journey, that everybody's figuring out what works for them, what works for their household. Um, I only have one child who's three, but I have friends who have multiple children. You have multiple children. Amen. And it's a constant reminder that even a journey with your second or your third child would be so different than what it is with your, your first. Absolutely. So you figure it out day by day. But with that village and and with the motivation or those things that keep you going, I think it'll be good. It's it it makes it a little easier. It's not easy. <laughs> nope, I yeah, agree. It makes it a little easier. Absolutely. And to know that, yeah, we're definitely we're doing it together. We're like literally raising these lives together, and they're looking at us like you said for guidance, yep. which was I agree, a lot of pressure. When I first learned that, I'm like, this person really gonna look to me? Like I'm still figuring it out. How am I supposed to help somebody else live their life and look to me for all these examples? But man, so that's what I appreciate about what you said is that, yes, agreed, whether you have multiple, whether you have, you know, one, whether you are hoping to have some in the future, you know, whether it's, you know, on your mind, it definitely, no, there, there isn't a recipe, you know? And so because of that, I think too, we need to like strip away, you know what I mean? Those labels that we put on ourselves and those expectations that society places, which are different than our own. Like really, you know, how are we cultivating happiness for our kids? You know, how are we making sure that they healthy, you know, and what kind of conversations are we having with them? Like, I think society will make it seem like, yes, you need to have you know all designer things your child needs to have certain things that look good on paper and all of these things but it's like how do they feel on the inside and you know do your children know that they can come to you for that uninterrupted level of you know attention concern and support because really you know kids just want to feel supported and they want to feel secure so like and they want to know that you're not only their home but their safety and so I just feel like too you know, it's just good to know that you can like cultivate that for them and not put so much of the pressure on the other things. Do you think that that you have kind of like faced that pressure or have you kind of like made sure that your relationship doesn't, you know, isn't highly influenced by all of that? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. It depends on the day. Um, one thing that I like to say to the millennial moms is that um, we're bomb women, but we just so happen to be moms, too. Absolutely. So, like, I always have to remember who I am as a person um, versus who I am as a mother. Because when I keep myself intact and when I'm my best self, then my child receives a best self. She receives the all of me. Um, and that takes away the pressure of keeping up with the Joneses or keeping up with whatever is going on. Right. I'm just being me. I'm just giving her the love and attention that she may seek after. Um, and my child is like super emotional. <laughs> so she has taught me to tap into that that loving side and that affectionate side, which I did not see myself doing, or I'm just not an affectionate person. Right. And so to just be myself, but also just tap into 
her needs of being able to say like, oh, I just want to lay right now. I just want to breathe right now. Just take a moment because um, I'm fast paced. Everything is go, 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 go. We're right. on to the next thing. We're on to a schedule. And so she just reminds me that everything can't go by the planner. Everything doesn't go by the calendar. Sometimes get kids get sick. Sometimes something happens. They have a schedule that something may pop up. Um, and so she definitely has, has curbed me in that aspect, but it's, it's definitely a little bit of both. Figure it out. Ooh, yes. Figure it out as you go. Every child is different. Um, the journey is different. Every day is different. Right. Yes. That part too is definitely not predictable by any means. Nope. And I think what was interesting by what you said about that emotional. So we both have girls. And so, yes, I'm, I mean, I'm positive. All children are emotional. They all have their emotions, but man, talk about being tested. And so I definitely did not know that children carry that many levels of emotions and that you really have to be that sensitive to what is happening. So what I thought is okay to say to someone that I could say straight up to another person, no, a child will receive that very differently. And so the messaging, yes. absolutely, you got to know your audience when you're talking to kids. And and then they call you out too, you know, so like they know like whether if, they, if they're not feeling supported, if they're not in agreement with what you're saying, like kids tell you. So like they don't, I love that they don't hold back in that way and I would never want them to, but it's still a new level of communication that I, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know how to speak that language, let alone be able to cultivate it to then know how to speak like to kids and all those things. So I think that's been an incredible journey, but then you made me think about my own childhood. And so like when you said, oh, well, you know, like trying to learn how to navigate being emotional and like having those conversations. I don't remember, at least for me, and I'm pretty sure you can most likely relate to this. I don't remember being really emotional growing up either. So like a lot of these things that we're talking about that we do with our kids, I don't remember doing that growing up. So, you know, I'm curious for you, like, what was it like? Like, so how did you develop this whole level of awareness, like emotional maturity with your child that you might not have had? And, you know, what was it like for you? Um, it was, it wasn't until she came into the picture. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm very much so a person that something will happen, but you got to keep going. You find a distraction, Absolutely. you find something that um, will just uh, take your mind off of it. You don't have to think about it in the moment. Right. And so for my childhood was very much so like that. Well, first of all, you were able to have emotions, but to a certain extent. Right. I know a lot of black families are the same way. You're a child. You have nothing to be upset about. You have nothing to be angry about. All you have to do is go exactly. to school, get good grades, and then you have everything else given to you. So you have no reason to be angry. You have no reason to be upset. Right. Um, and so that creates people to blow up. You foster all these feelings. You hide all these feelings. And then the smallest thing will just tick you off. Right. You're, and you blow up and it comes out in other ways um, that you may not want it to come out as. Like, it may come out as anger. It may come out as frustration. You might have a kid that's acting out in school. And so I knew that just just by reading things or just by seeing things and knowing how I felt personally as a kid that I didn't want my child to feel that way. Right. So I've always been super catering to her feelings. Right. Um, and even though she's only three right now, we've always talked about emotions and how we're feeling. And it's hard because um, that gentle parenting term comes up or that conscious parenting term comes up. You don't want to be a stereotype put in that book. Um <laughs> But it's it's definitely true. I do raise her to be conscious of her feelings. I do raise her to communicate with her feelings. And that's not really always well received. Right. Um, what she says to me and what I don't see is disrespectful. Someone else, an elder in our family, um, someone else just walking on the street may be like, oh, she talks to you like that? Like, what's going on? That's a little disrespectful. Or she's only three. Like, how is she able to say she's frustrated? Or how is she able to communicate that she's sad? Well, she knows how she's feeling right now. Um, and she sees things on movies. We've talked about it. 
So if she's angry, she's angry. And we just talk through it. And right. so it wasn't until she came around where I was able to say, no, I don't want her to hold all of those things in and have it come out at school or not around me. I want her to be able to tell me how she feels. I want to be my child's diary. I want her to be able to open up to me, uh, to be able to communicate how she's feeling. Let's talk through it. And then she won't need a therapist or an outside person or whoever it is to be able to communicate her feelings as a grown woman as she starts her own relationship or her own journey of motherhood, she'll be able to effectively communicate how she's feeling. I think that as adults, that's why we get into so many issues where we can't communicate because it wasn't taught to us as a child. And so it starts as a toddler, as a two-year-old, as a three-year-old, however old your kid is, um, just being able to have that conversation about how are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? What can I do to not make you feel that way? Okay, we can disagree right now. You're frustrated. You're mad at mommy. You're allowed to be. It's okay. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think you brought up that interesting topic of gentle parenting because that's an interesting one. So for those who might not be familiar with the term, it is the opposite of abusive parenting where we were, a lot of us were whooped as kids. And so like, and I remember that quintessential phrase, like, you want a reason to cry? Like, you want me to give you a reason to cry as they're literally whooping me? I was like, no, I, I definitely don't. That's not what I would like to have. If anything, can we stop this? So definitely it's an interesting new concept where you do not do that. And so you actually do take advantage of more of the talking and more of that gentle approach where you're more supportive in nature. And I agree. I definitely think that there's a lot of benefits to it because to be honest, at first I was, I think that I, started off since that's all I knew I did more of that aggressive approach it really didn't get me anywhere so like my children didn't respond well one to that kind of that kind of discipline but then secondly they would just end up being more frustrated so like that's what I noticed so really and they eventually would shut down so I think what was interesting to me was it didn't really give me the objective that I was you know seeking and it really didn't make me look like this authority figure in the way that I wanted if anything now they just fear me and now we're not talking like so they're not it's not getting me where I need to be so I definitely agree with you there. And I feel like you said that guidance. If we don't provide it at home, they're going to find it somewhere, y'all. Like our kids are definitely absorbing a lot nowadays. They have internet. They have friends. They have schools that they go to. So there are so many sources of information. If they don't get it from us, they will find a way. So I love that, like you were saying, it's better to cover up that gap, you know, any way we can so that they're not seeking it elsewhere and getting those negative messages that they could be getting. And really, because they're trying to figure it out also. They don't know, like you said, like how to feel certain days or, you know, they may be just as confused as we are. But if we kind of like shut down that opportunity and say like, well, you know, well, here's the thing. I'm the expert. You should just listen to what I have to say. No, there's nothing that I can learn from you. And that's just how it is. What kind of relationship is I really going to provide? And then when they do have more complicated issues, like as as young adults, as teenagers, who are the, they're not going to want to run to us when we've already shut down that door and made it seem like we're not open to being able to do that. So like, I definitely appreciate, you know, that you brought that up. You also made me think a lot about how, my own relationship with my own mother has blossomed because of that. So these are things that were new. I definitely realized with me, though, my mom didn't necessarily do a lot of those things, but I don't really fault her. I think that, like, she just didn't. She also was raised a certain way. You know, it was certain times. She's one of ten. Like, my mom, you know, she knew what she knew as far as working hard, getting her job done around the house. You know, you just had to do as you were told and get things done. So there wasn't a lot of this, like, communication and let's talk about our feelings and, and what are our feelings because those are already interesting things to even identify. She really couldn't do that. And so my relation with her has also taken a lot of changes now that I've become a mom. So I'm curious, have you also seen that happen with your own mother and also with the platform you created? Yes, so definitely. More, um, I guess, the same of your experience. 
of knowing like you don't know what you don't know until you realize that you didn't know it that part um and so where I used to think that you know my mom was dealing with me a certain way or it just wasn't perfect or it was a crazy situation um it wasn't until I became my own my own mom it wasn't until that I became a mother that I realized like oh okay you you really just didn't know like you didn't have the tools you didn't have the resources of what it took to actually guide a child or be available um, mm-hmm. emotionally or be available consciously when it comes to certain things or, or making a decision right. um, or even being there physically. I had I had a teenage mother right. and so she was working. She was working a lot and there were certain things where I'm like, I remember being angry as a kid because I'm like, dang, you missed this thing or like, why does somebody else have to come and pick me over? Why, why am I always at daycare like from sun up to sundown or whatever the case may be? And then I had to, it wasn't until I became a mother when I was like, wow, like you didn't have the village that I have in Absolutely. order to be there or be present. You also didn't have the resources that I have. I like I make a little bit more money than you of when you were at my age. Right. Um, I also have an education. And so it wasn't until after I was older and my brother was older that my mom got her GED. Like she literally was just making it by grace right. um, for her to, we were, we were, pretty okay we were in a situation i mean we we weren't like well off well off but we were comfortable and um that took sacrifice though so us not feeling where she was or us not feeling the financial strife us having the new shoes us having um the new clothes or wherever we needed like the food or us not feeling like we were broke that came with sacrifice and that was that time of her not being there and so much to your experience of um just you didn't know and you now when you know better though you do better and so for me in my childhood a big thing was that time of being able to have that quality time and being able to make the stuff that's important and so I made sure that I did have an education to where I could make have a job a flexible job or really more so a career versus a job to make sure I could be present for my child for certain things to make sure I'm not missing out on the important things um, to make sure there's some balance with that sacrifice and also having the things. And so my child doesn't go without, um, we have a village that keeps her nice and spoiled, but also to make sure that that doesn't come with us sacrificing the time that we need to physically be there for her, the activities that she's a part of to make sure I'm not missing those important moments. Um, and so it definitely, my relationship with my mom and some of the things that I saw with my mom has definitely shaped the way that I do parenthood or the way that I um, have become a mother for sure. Absolutely. I definitely hear that. And then, like you said, I think what's interesting is that we didn't realize, you know, like how much that mattered just to be able to like, when they talk about like to be able to look out in the crowd and see your parent there. And then, and meanwhile, for them, I don't think they realized too, like the value of that because they're working, you know, they're doing what they were needed to do and they were providing a different kind of need. And we weren't realizing the emotional needs that weren't being met in that way. But in that moment, it's also hard to communicate that because we were literally living it at the same time that they were living that experience of being a parent. And much like you said, my mom was also very inexperienced at the time i mean what parent was really experienced right like who was ready like yeah we got this we know how to take care of kids ready to go but also like she especially in my case she didn't necessarily have a relationship with my biological father so she's trying to figure it out at this age and on her own and she's like what do i do like what exactly do i do who's supposed to help me like agreed and like you said a lot of her her village was made up of friends but not friends that were like motivating her to do good 
things per se. They were all motivating her to go out for sure. My mom had really great clubbing friends. <laughs> so like, shout out to them. But um, we know that there's other things that need to happen. And so I think it's great too that, and actually that's the cool thing about your platform and them being specifically millennial moms. Cause you know, millennials, they get like interesting slack on that, you know? So millennial, some people think millennials are great. And they, you know, some people think, you know, so what, what have you heard about like exactly how millennials are, how they should be? Quote unquote. So that, <laughs> That is one of the biggest discrepancies that when people hear the name of the platform, yes, they're like, oh, so y'all are just out here. Like, <laughs> y'all are just out here. Y'all not yeah. taking care of y'all kids. Y'all basically are saying F those kids in appropriate circumstances, because I will say F them kids. But <laughs> only when you feel like you're losing yourself right. and when you're not going out and when you're like, you need to tap into that self-care moment. Right. Absolutely. F them kids. Go out. Do whatever you need to do to regather, together yourself. But we, when we say millennial, we mean it in terms of mindset versus age versus mm -hmm. whatever is going on around us we when we say millennial we just mean a modern day approach to things absolutely so we believe that you can be the working woman you can have hey. your own business you right. can do whatever it is that you want to tap into like right. there's nothing that can stop you and you can do all things um and the reason i chose the the name millennial is because millennials are known as the group of people all together to right. adjust we Absolutely. don't let anything get us down. We don't let anything stop us. We go with the times, the technology, whatever it is that is going on. We're the ones that fluctuate. Um, we don't become stagnant, but we also don't have it easy. Like Gen Zers who just have all the technology uh -huh. and so many things to do it for them. Shots fired. Um, because we knew no, yes. no shots fired because we do also have that work ethic. So we're yeah, like absolutely. right in that perfect spot of not working too hard because you can work smarter and not right. as hard, but also still having the basics of common sense and some yes. handwork and like just work ethic all together. Um, the further you get down the line, there's so many things that make things easier that you don't really have to think right. um, when it comes to technology. It's the pros and cons of it all together. Um, but that's what we mean in terms of being a millennial, like also having that balance of when it's time to work hard or when it's time to work smarter um, and not letting anything stop you. Like you can do all of it at once. Right. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And that that's another one of those gem words, y'all. Balance. Balance is hard. Balance is hard in life. But when you a mom on top of that, it's a lot. And because I think that another trap that sometimes moms fall into, and so I'm glad that you spoke on it, you know, on how the platform allows to have an identity outside of motherhood, because that is the big thing. I know for myself, when the fact I do have three, so I definitely have three children, and I had the back to back. So I was definitely pregnant for a total of what, like six years, is pretty much what it felt like. Cause like as soon as one was coming out, another one was, you know, on the way. And so that definitely took up a lot of time in my life, but also as as they were here and I'm over here trying to figure it out I definitely feel like I immersed myself in that which was good part of that was good because I'm trying to cultivate this relationship with them set this foundation but at the same time I think I led um it took me a minute to get back to some of the activities that I knew made me who I was not realizing I could have been doing it at the same time you know and so I think you know I love that you definitely talked about that and that yeah because it is it is important to do that and and not just the you know career thing because I'm hearing a lot about like the career parts the professional but also the fun parts and so I think too we'll need everything to take a hit now you know all your friendships like you should be able to still cultivate time for yourself for your friendships and then if you're lucky to a relationship because I mean dating while being a mom <laughs> Can also be quite challenging. I mean, I can say that because I'm still figuring it out. Um, you know, Pia, you might have a little something different to say. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm just laughing because I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, 
Miss Miss Pierre Hurt, on the other hand, you know, actually has an active relationship. You know, I'm oh, over here still, you know, I'm still figuring it out, y'all. You know what I mean? We single people. We in this together. Oh, but, you know, you have recently actually gotten into a relationship. Well, not recently, actually. It's been a minute, y'all. But, um, you know, yes, I'm absolutely uh, taking it there. I'm just, okay, but I'm curious, you know, how that has been, you know, especially navigating that new world. Because that is the crazy part, though. I mean, wonderful thing is that you've been able to have this platform. You do have your budding career. You also have the platform that continues to grow. And then you do also give time. Girl, I'm not how you doing it. So I would love some secrets, tidbits, how you've been making all that work. But then, you know, how has it been navigating everything? Um, Making it work. Uh, a planner. I live by my calendar. Amen. I feel that. Um, being organized, I guess, and having your routine and your system. Um, and so when it comes to the career aspect, I took advantage of COVID. And I will say that wholeheartedly. Okay. Um, COVID, COVID opened up the opportunities for you to be able to work from home, for yes. you to have that hybrid schedule, for you to be able to talk more about that work-life balance. Because um, as people were working from home, they didn't know when to stop working because they were at home all the time. And so a lot of families suffered. And so I was fortunate enough to find um, – an office or a, a job that had the idea and they respected the idea of work and family balance. And Absolutely. I recently moved from Florida. And so upon my job search is that was one of my non-negotiables mm-hmm. on the list is yeah. that I have a hybrid schedule and that you will respect my home work-life balance. And so those days where I'm working from home or even the days I'm not working from home, I am done at five o'clock. Like Saturdays and Sundays, you would not be able to reach me. This is the time that I have for my child. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like that's just it. Um, And so I had a list of my non-negotiables while searching for a job. And so that's how I was able to work it out with the career. I understand that every job does not necessarily respect or understand that. And so that's where you have to take the leap of faith and find what works for you. Absolutely. It's not easy finding a platform like that because before I was in a, an environment that did respect it, I was very much so work, 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 right. and I was missing out on some key things. And so it was getting to where it was like, okay, this is a repeat of what I've seen before of just work, 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 and I don't want to be like that. Right. Um, so with the career, I had my list of non-negotiables. It took a while to find that perfect place, um, but we got there. And with the help of COVID, it was definitely um, – with the help of COVID, it definitely like sped up the process because a lot of companies are understanding that work-life balance, and so they are respecting it. Um, and so moving on with the the brand is just my everyday life. It is literally you can take it or leave it. Um, I can only share what I can share from my experiences. We have six other women on our team. They can share their experiences, and it's women from all over the country. So we have women on the West Coast, East Coast. Um, we have women in the Midwest. We have women from the South. And we also have some women internationally. And so they share their experiences as they're opening their businesses, as they're going through their career life. Some of them are stay-at-home moms. So as they're navigating um, how to have a social life in balance with taking care of the home as well, and so they're just sharing their own experiences. They're just sharing whatever it is they're doing on the day by day basis. And people take it like they're literally like, wow, I can relate. Let's have a conversation. And it just keeps snowballing from there. Right. Um, and so the brand part, it, it takes care of itself. I think that's because I have no pressure of I have to monetize this thing or it's my entire life. Um, it literally just came about of people saying that they can relate and then we were able to move forward. So it's kind of just taking care of itself, if that makes sense. Um, relationship life. 
<laughs> is that also taking care of itself or you know people would love to know <laughs> uh, it's hard work it is the relationship life is hard work because my significant other does not have a child and so the beginning of it was like just getting them to understand hey I can't just get up and go whenever I feel like it we also right. started off in a long distance relationship Ooh, and so okay. it was like Hey, I I can come and see you. We can travel. We can see each other. But we have to do it when I I around my co-parenting schedule. When I don't have my child because I'm not comfortable with bringing you around quite yet. Um, and so our journey is a little different. He, he did not be my child for a year of us officially dating and officially being together. Um, And that was just all on me. It was, and he was really supportive of that. So I think if you're going to be dating, you have to find somebody supportive of your lifestyle, supportive of your decisions. Uh, Someone that's not too, I wouldn't say he wasn't too eager. Like he wasn't like, Oh no, I'm not ready to meet your child yet. He kind of was just like, Hey, this is a new space for you. This is a new journey. And I want you to take your time and whenever you're ready, let me know. And then we could talk about how we're going to navigate that space, how we're going to navigate your child's father, how we're going to navigate, you know, cohabitating and moving into the same space, moving into the same state, whatever that means uh, when it time, when it comes time to go to the next level. But I mean, I was, when it, when we and my child's father decided things did not work, we just decided it didn't work. So it wasn't like, I was just out here like, Oh, I need to date. I need to find somebody like, when I found um, my significant other, I wasn't looking. I was just out, like, oh, this is having fun. We were good friends. We were having conversations. And then we were just like, uh, I guess we are feeling each other a little bit more. So let's just try it out. Um, and then he just, he's respected the journey. He's been supportive. He's also been willing to learn when it comes to navigating a new space for him. He doesn't have a child. He is an only child. So he's never had experiences with other children and how it works. Um, and he came into my daughter's life when she was two and two is terrible too. So that was like a challenging time for us to be figuring it out and integrating somebody else. We also moved from another state. And so there was a lot happening. Um, but with him being willing to learn, with him being willing to be patient with him being willing to just say, okay, I'm just, you take the forefront on this and I'm, I'm here, whatever way you need me, I'll be here. Um, it worked out. It, it definitely worked out. I know people that are actively out there dating and they find their person. And the most advice I've heard from them is just take your time and find what works for you and what doesn't, but also have that list of non-negotiables that you know you have. So that way you're not wasting your time when it comes to somebody. Ooh, intentionality is everything. But yeah, absolutely. And I do hear that. And I do, I love that it wasn't, so it wasn't on the set timeline. So it's it not like you were able to just, you know. And also, and we talk a lot about manifestation and trying to get everything, but it's not also, we can't put timelines on those things. We can absolutely aspire to want certain things. We can absolutely say that. But we definitely got to also let life take its course, you know, and be able to just position ourselves so that we're ready for these certain opportunities, but not that we trying to put a certain timeline on it or compete with others. And like, you see other people where they're at, and I want to get there too. I want to be at the same place as that person. That is going to absolutely not help because you're running on a different timeline than that person. And you shouldn't be comparing ultimately, you know, to what, it's happening on that side because it's definitely going to set you up for that. You don't want to force anything either. Absolutely. Like you literally don't want to. I don't. I think about it all the time because when people hear our story, they're like a year. Like, what if he didn't like your child or what if your child didn't like him? And now you've wasted a year of your time, right. like getting to know him. But I mean, it works for us. I'm, I'm glad I didn't force it. I'm glad I didn't bring her along sooner because our foundation was good enough to where 
you know, when she did have those terrible two moments, he was able to be like, okay, what's really going on here? She's right. having a tough moment. Like, he, we were able to have conversations because our foundation was good. I couldn't imagine bringing a kid into a situation where we're still trying to get to know each other and we're still right. figuring each other out. Like, that was complicated so much more than relationships are already complicating. Dating and figuring each other out is already complicated. So I wouldn't have had it any other way. And thankfully they did like each other. Like they, they actually really do <laughs> mesh. They right. really like each other. Uh, I'm the third wheel most times. So <laughs> it's like, I just, I not think that it worked that way because we did take that time to get to know each other first. Um, he knew a little bit about her on the back end that helps him navigate their relationship now. And so it, it worked. Absolutely. And then, I mean, that's the dream really is just to be able to find somebody that you can mesh with and that your child. And, but I think too, you know, I think that it's a big fear. It's a big fear that when you're a mom that like to be able to get back out there and to be able to date, especially when you already have children. And so I just want to at least hope that this helps people to understand that you do deserve to do that though. I mean, because you do deserve to be happy. So, I mean, I just thinking that we put on this, you know, false expectation on ourselves that we're, or that we're not allowed or like that there's some unhidden rule that like, you know, we need to wait a certain period or it no. needs to be a certain person. Exactly. Like you allowed, you allowed to get back out there, you know, and be able to find that person that's right for you and just because you have a child does not mean that you can't that no. you're not allowed and that's in every aspect not even just relationships but right. with everything like i said what well, we say all the time we are bomb women first who just so happen to be moms too like no you have to think about who you are as a woman what you want as a woman first because when you're not your best self and when you don't feel fulfilled as a person you're not going to be able to fulfill that hat of motherhood your child will never feel what they need to feel from you and children are a lot smarter than what people think we had, we don't give them enough credit like they know when you're faking it they know when you're not at your full potential and so you have to be your best as a woman first to be able to move forward in in any aspect absolutely yeah it's gonna be hard to be able to do anything if you don't be able to like definitely recognize that but yes so shout out to all the bomb women shout out to all the moms and all the moms doing it in different ways so the moms that are also i mean we of course shout out to those who are happily married who are so are in that family unit shout out to the ones that are single moms right who are still trying to figure it out who are developing their new identity in that way you know shout out to the moms that have their villages that you know use that that are growing all of the time and shout out to those who may still be trying to find you know who those people are in their networks and really just just trying to build up that supportive environment obviously if you're looking you can absolutely tap in into this wonderful community you heard here um especially we are here locally um in cleveland ohio so you are hearing us from here but as you heard millennial mommy actually goes across the nation if anything i don't know if it's also international yet but i'm sure that's on the, on the yeah, books so we actually just became international we had a mom tap in introduce herself from new zealand okay we have moms Let me in find jamaica out. Uh, we had a mom a few weeks ago introduce herself who's from the Bahamas. So we are, we're getting there. We're okay. definitely all over the country, though, for sure. Definitely. And then that sounds like some good trips in the future, y'all. So tap in. Oh, yeah, we travel. We travel <laughs> together now. We've done Tampa, Atlanta. We, we, we're traveling. Um, our international trip is coming up. So, so yeah. Okay. I'm excited. See? I'm excited. <laughs> definitely so there's a lot of great opportunities there and we want you to know that because again why not why should you out of all people that should be able to deserve to be able to do things that should definitely be you you already do a lot for your children you already do a lot in this world but you definitely you you come first as well and you should be able to make sure that you you know get all the things that you deserve because you do you absolutely deserve that and so piera if there are individuals that would like to get more connected with millennial and mommying um if they want to learn more about it like be a part of it what are the ways they can do that and how can they do that 
much. Yeah. So we have the Facebook community, which is the main platform of the engagement. That's where everyone's talking, communicating. That's where they're planning to do their meet and greets. That's where they're getting down to the nitty gritty conversation. And so millennial and mommying on Facebook will be the platform to go. You want to make sure you're putting mommy ing after that with the um, and asterisk. And then on face, I mean, on Instagram, our Instagram is at millennial millennial mommying so there's no and in that that's just millennial mommying and then same thing with tiktok which shows what we're doing on a day-to-day basis um there isn't as much engagement or communication you definitely want to go in the facebook community for that exactly so you could tap in more and be able to take more advantage and have more conversations and do all of it plus there's really cute themes y'all there's fab friday motivational monday i can go on I yeah fab friday motivational monday uh kids take over tuesdays and so okay. one of the the differences between our group and other facebook mom groups is that we stop you from talking about your kids or posting your children 24-7. We actually want you to focus on yourself as a woman. So the only time people are able to post their children or little milestones or ask questions about your kids being sick and teething and all those issues are on Tuesdays. And so Tuesdays are for the children. Wednesdays, we have winning Wednesdays where we post accomplishments from the week or month, the year, um, and we hype each other. Thursdays is our opportunity to talk about the transformation of ourselves as mothers or transformation from our uh, childhoods. And then Fab Friday, we hype ourselves. We look good where we feel good. Um, We go out together. We have those meet and greet moments. And so so Saturday is self-care. So everyone is encouraged to relax, take a moment. And then we start all over on Sundays where we set the tone and we do our weekly planning. We do our monthly planning. We set the tone for the week, whether or not that is to chill, be productive, to meet up with somebody else. And so, yeah, there are some cute little some cute little themes in there. The team also branches off. They do their own things in their own areas where they have meetups and things. So definitely encouraging if you're looking for a village. But also no excuse, y'all, because there's some every day of the week. So at that point, you know what I'm saying? You, I mean, if you're feeling it, if you're feeling fabulous, or if one day you want motivation, or if you want to talk about self-care, you got it. There's a different day dedicated to each and every topic. So there's definitely opportunities to be a part of that. So we encourage you to do so. And if there's anything that resonated with you today, we absolutely encourage you to reach out to the platform, but also Miss Pierre Heard herself who would definitely be more than willing to, you know, be able to extend more and all of those wonderful things. Do you have any last pieces of advice for the moms out there? Anybody else? All the women trying to do their thing. I think for the moms or for the women, I guess uh, for anybody who's out there trying to do it, just keep doing it. Just know that you can keep doing it. Just know that there is nothing that can stop you. And always remember that you are a bomb mom who just so happens to be, I mean, a bomb woman who just so happens to be a mom too. Hey, y'all heard that. So as always, not only do we appreciate you hearing about that wonderful message, but also tuning in as always. And so we appreciate your constant support, not only for this, but any other topic. And we encourage any and all feedback. So if you like this and you want to be able to tap in and learn more about it, let us know. If you have ideas for other things or if you have topics that are on your mind that you want to be able to discuss further, we encourage it. We love it. And we're always doing that anyway. (laughs) So we would love to be able to bring you into the fold and be able to have more conversations that way. So tune in again next Friday for another edition of Santana Says. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in, your support, and your wonderful encouragement. Thank y'all, and thank you.